Hey guys and gals, what is up? Welcome back to another Empowering Forward Momentum live stream. And I should have done this before I went live, but I'm going to go ahead and mute all my devices. Actually, I'll put them on airplane mode so I don't get bothered while I'm here chatting with you guys. So I thought I'd had a great interview lined up for tonight, but it turned out he had to reschedule. So he is coming up in December. Really excited, looking forward to that, but that's not happening tonight. So had to scramble a little bit, trying to, I did try to find somebody to, to hop on with me tonight, but I was not able to work that out. So I'll just go live, chat by myself, chat with you guys. I'll, I'll be doing a solo live stream. So if you are watching this live on YouTube, I will see your comments. If you're on Facebook, I think you need to, I don't know, like click a little button or go to streamyard.facebook. I'm not sure. Somehow you can enable that to where I can see your comments and who is commenting. Otherwise, I might not see it if you're watching on Facebook. But that's all good. Tonight, I want to talk about something that I shared at Self-Reliance Festival recently. And it's something that I've, I've really kind of dived deep into the last few years. And that is the thing, um, personality styles. There's a lot of different models out there. But I, I came across one through my cousin who is a business coach called the DISC model of human behavior. And... He's really deep into that. He is like one out of 10 master disc trainers in the world. And so I got to go study under him for a couple of days, got certified and all that. But it's been an ongoing journey, um, just continuing to learn, continuing to develop my, I don't know if you want to call it spider sense or, or whatever you want to call that inside of the, or within the disc model, just to, to be able to better not only understand myself, but to be able to adapt to other people, to understand them a little better, and to, I guess, raise the bar on my interactions with other people, to interact with them based on the level of their personality as well as mine, and to kind of bridge that gap a little more. And I shared that at, at the most recent uh, Self-Reliance Festival, and my title in that topic or that speech presentation was Bridging the Personality Gap. So I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that tonight. You may have caught that on video. I did post that on, on YouTube. And I also put the audio on my podcast on the Constructive Liberty podcast. So you can go check it out if you want to catch the audio from that presentation. But all that information or most of that that I shared is going to be here tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. I love talking about this. So if, if it's something that you enjoy or if it's something that stands out to you, make sure you comment. Um, do all the things, like and share, you know, what everybody says to do. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess we could just jump right into it. Um, let me pull up my screen here. I did have some things that I was going to talk about a little bit before we jumped into it, but I, I'm not sure. My head's not right, I guess. Anyway, interaction dynamics, understanding another person using personality information. This is something that I absolutely love. And I like thinking about it probably a lot more than I actually utilize it because when I get into a situation, I often, I forget my training. and. Um, or I, I freeze maybe. Uh, 
And instead of letting this become instinct, I'm not sure why or what the what the holdup is there if I just don't put enough thought into it other times or I don't know what the holdup is there, but it's, it's something that's a lot of fun for me, a lot of fun to think about, a lot of fun to utilize and to to analyze myself and to think about how other people need to be interacted with. So in interaction dynamics, some of the things that we talk about is different personality perspectives and how we can tell the differences between those perspectives, those distinct personality styles, the interaction dynamics between the styles, how best to communicate differences, and how best to communicate needs. Some of the benefits are they increase the mutual respect we have for each other. They eliminate ongoing conflict. And I know if you're in any relationship with any people, you know that there's conflict, whether that is a uh, husband and wife or father, son, father, daughter, mother, son, mother, daughter, boss, coworker, um, two coworkers together, whether that is, um, you know, store clerk versus, and I don't know, somebody buying something in the store or client and you know it wow i'm just i'm drawing all the blanks here if you're dealing with a client or whoever you're dealing with anytime you have that interaction with another person there's a potential for conflict and it's hard to go through life without interacting with other people so you're bound to have conflicts at one time or another so we're going to learn how to navigate those conflicts and then understand better how to meet needs so there's a couple of questions that you can ask or or before you really get into understanding other people and learning how to adapt your relationships. You really got to understand yourself. And there's a few questions that you can ask. The first is, am I more outgoing or more reserved? And kind of the way you look at that is outgoing people tend to speak and move with higher levels of energy. Their gestures and facial expressions have more passion than a reserved individual has. But reserved people tend to speak more quietly, less forcefully. Their gestures and facial expressions are a little more guarded. You know, outgoing people, they're all out there and they're, they're lively. Reserved people are a little quieter. About 10 to 20% of all relational challenges occur over the outgoing and reserved issue. Most of them can be easily resolved because they're just minor irritations. Some things that you can look for in yourself is if you like fast-paced activities, if you tend to find yourself very involved in what's going on, are you highly energetic? Do you tend to be optimistic and positive and enthusiastic? Another way that you can look at it is do you focus on talking things out? You know, when there's a situation that comes up, do you talk it through? I don't tend to be that person. The reserved or more passive individual is a little slower paced. They're more cautious and concerned about things, maybe reluctant to try new things. They're often very critical thinking and very discerning. Their focus is on thinking things through. I'll tell a little story here. I, I went to, uh, to help somebody on a, uh, a GSD project. That's a get shit done. If you've never heard of that before. And they had to take out a spiral stairway and rebuild steps from a basement to the first floor level. And 
I was the most experienced carpenter in the group. So I was trying to figure this thing out. And I stood back and I studied that thing from every angle and kind of hmmed and hawed. And, and I thought about it. I built the model in my mind. I didn't talk about it. I wasn't saying what I was thinking. I was just thinking about it until I had a finished product in my mind. Then I knew the material list that we needed. And then I was able to speak it. An outgoing person would have talked all of that through and probably gotten somebody all confused because they were saying they need this. No, I need this. No, add two more of those. I need that. Nope, I need this. At least that's how it happens in my mind. <laughs> For me, I think it all the way through, come up with the list, and then speak it. So I am the more reserved individual. The second question you can ask yourself is, am I more task-oriented or more people-oriented? Task-oriented people tend to focus more on the job to be done or the goal to be accomplished. They're less influenced by the opinions of others and more logic-based in their approach. This also is me. I'm more task-oriented. You can ask my wife. She knows that when there's a job to be done, I don't want to worry about the people that are around. I, let's just do the job. Don't stand around and talk. Don't worry about relationships. Those will take care of themselves. Job done. Then we can go have fun, whatever fun looks like. People-oriented individuals tend to enjoy the company of others and focus on people as a priority rather than the project at hand. They're more influenced by the opinions of others and more sensitive or emotional and less fact-based. Interestingly, about 80 to 90% of all challenges occur over this issue. And most of those challenges are major conflicts not easily resolved. Almost every single one of my wife's and uh, mine arguments or spats or disagreements or anything like that occurs over the task versus people orientation on, on this view of life that we have. Because she's very people-oriented. I'm very task-oriented. So if there's a thing to get done, I'm like, let's just go do it. I don't care about the people. If they, if they want to spend time with me, they can come along for the ride. Just shut up and do the work. My wife is very, no, we need to bring the people along. We need to bring them in. They're more important than the job. Like, let's have fun. Let's be with the people while we do the work. I'm like, no, let's do the work. And the people are there with us. So that can cause a bit of conflict there. Again, task-oriented people, they prefer... Um, procedure, function, programs, plans, projects, and process. Their focus is on getting the things done. People who are relationship-oriented, they care about the relationships. They're more caring about people. They like to share. They're more emotional. They have feelings and friendships. Their focus is on the opinions of others and how they feel. Again, about 80 to 90% of all conflicts occur over this issue. We, we describe each of these personalities. So this is the DISC model of human behavior. You have the D, I, S, and C. And we describe each of these personalities with words that correspond to their words. So the D personality is dominant, direct, demanding, decisive. They're determined and a doer. The I is very inspiring influencing, inducing, interactive, impressive, and interested in people. The S personality, they can be described with words like supportive, 
steady, stable, sweet, sensitive, and status quo. And the C personality is words like cautious, calculating, competent, consistent, contemplative, and careful. So if you're watching out there, why don't you go ahead and put in the comments kind of where you see yourself are you would you say you're more outgoing or more reserved and then would you say you're more task oriented or more people oriented so when we combine uh, both of those views we have this little crosshair here that you know you you can tell kind of where you fall in the graph so if you would be more outgoing you would move towards the top of the graph if you're more task oriented you'd move to the left side you would say you're a high d I'm more reserved and task-oriented, so I'm a high S. My wife is more outgoing and people-oriented, so she's a high I. And you can, you can tell, you know, just by asking yourself those two simple questions, where you find yourself. And you'll, be, you'll begin to see these traits as we go through this. You'll be able to see yourself in, in that. I'm going to skip some of that because... A lot of that has to do with if when you're actually taking the assessment, and we're not doing the assessment tonight, but um, they're yeah, so they're irrelevant. But this gives you some of the strengths, the desired environment, and the motivations, and all of that for each personality type. So the strengths of each personality type, the high D, they like quick action lots of change. They prefer to take charge and they want to see results. The I, their strengths are verbalizing or talking things out. They're very good at saying, you know, they're, they're very wordy. They, they don't have a problem with 10,000 words. They're like, why would I use five words when 500 will do? I mean, they're, they're going to talk about it. They're very enthusiastic and optimistic. The S, they like to stay in one place because they like, you know, sameness. They want things to be stable, secure, and they're very patient. The C is very good at following directions, main standards, and checking things for accuracy. If you want to make sure things are done right, have the C come by and check it out. The desired environment of each of these personality types. The D likes freedom from controls. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to be in control of their own self. They don't want supervision, and they like a lot of different activities. So if you put them in front of one station for a long period of time, they will get super bored and become super frustrated and just, urgh, they don't like that. The I prefers social recognition. They like popularity, freedom from schedules. They don't like schedules. They don't like details. And they like excitement. So lots of, you know, fun, fast-paced things. They love that. The S likes sincere appreciation. They like traditional routine and proven results. So if, say, you're trying to sell something to someone you've identified as a high S personality, if you can show them where your product has gotten proven results, you'll likely get that sale. The C does not like sudden or abrupt changes. They like, you know, if you've got a schedule, you stick to the schedule. They like facts and consistency. The D is motivated by challenges, power, and authority. So if you can challenge them, 
they're they're like, oh, yes, challenge accepted. They're going to do it. And they want to be in charge. The I likes flexibility. Like, I don't want to be nailed down to a schedule. I want flexible. And they like freedom to talk and new adventures. So an I in a classroom setting, when they have to sit down and shut up, no, they don't like that. That's not their, not their cup of tea. The S is all about stability, peace, having time to adjust to change. And the C likes being included in the idea process, having time to analyze facts and good reasons. So if you have a child who is the high C personality, they're not going to be satisfied with because I said so, because that is not a reason. Because I said so is, it makes no sense. It's not logical. Okay. If, you know, there's different ways to go about because I said so. But the C wants to know why you said so. Like, where are you coming from? What's the process that you're you're going through there? They tend to evaluate others. The D uses their ego, or they tend to evaluate others based on their ego and aggressiveness and the results that they get. The I evaluates others by their verbal skills and their flexibility. The S evaluates people based on their consistency and how easy they are to get along with, their amiability. The C evaluates people based on their accuracy and their precise standards. Some of their fears and dislikes. The D does not want to be taken advantage of. That is one of the biggest fears that he has is somebody pulling a fast one on him. The I doesn't like the loss of social recognition. The S hates confrontation and change. Like They will do everything they can to avoid confrontation. The C does not like irrational acts or antagonism. Like anything that's irrational or illogical or, you know, it just doesn't make sense. The C personality, no. It's like not having any of that. Oftentimes their stress reaction when, with the D, when they're under stress, they're very hostile. They like, they tend to become verbally and physically abusive if, if they let it go too far. The I can become whiny and pouty and very emotional and dramatic. The S tends to shut down and probably needs a lot of sleep. Like they just like, you've seen those people. The C will withdraw. They need time alone. That's me. I'm a high C. So when I get under a lot of stress, I'll get very quiet and tight lipped and I don't say anything. And I just want to be by myself. If I'm stuck around other people, I'm withdrawn inside. Like it's, closed off how they recover the d recovers with physical activity the i recovers with social activity the s recovers with undirected activity and the c with cognitive activity they like thinking things through they like to think Um, i'm gonna go through some of these let's see looking through some of these till i get to one here we go styles for all of four types like we all communicate some of us a little more effectively some of us um, maybe a little more verbally some non-verbally but we all communicate effective communication means that the other person got the message clearly and they understand it so if you understand all four of these personality 
styles, then you will be able to understand what the other person is trying to say, even though somebody else might not, because you understand personalities and how they communicate. So speaking in another person's personality language improves the likelihood of effective communication. So when you are talking with a D personality, you need to get to the main point, like just break it down for them, tell them like it is. Be brief and firm. Like don't, don't be questioning. Don't be saying things timidly, but you know, be out there with it. Think in terms of answering the what, like what do they need to know and just tell them that. Start with, I will, like I will do this or you need to do, probably don't tell them you need to do that, but they want very definitive statements. And if you can give them new strategies and ideas, then yes, you will have won them over. If you are talking with an I personality, you're going to need to let that person express their ideas as well. Like, Don't just tell them everything. Let them have their input and their say and t- come out with their ideas too. It needs to be upbeat and positive. You need to think in terms of who is going to be with us. Who all is coming along for this? Who is helping? Who is going to be doing the, the thing? Because they want to know about the people more than the thing. They like to interact with illustrations and stories, and they want you to move along at a fast pace. With the S personality, you need to use short, concise sound bites. Like, say a short sentence and then let them react to that. Like, listen to them. Be sincere in what they have to say. Be agreeable and calm and think in terms of answering how. How are, you, how are we going to do this? You know, not so much what we're going to do, not so much who is going to do it, but how we're going to do it, because that brings the security that they need. You need to share supportive statements and then listen for their feelings and validate them. With a C personality, you need to provide clear information. Like, just say, don't be up in the air or vague about it. Be clear with the information that you have. Be patient and speak slowly because they have to process things. You need to answer the why question. Why are you doing this? So when you talk with a D, you're going to say what you're doing. When you talk with the I, you're saying who you're doing it with. With the S is how you're doing it. And then the C needs to know why you're doing it. Like, what's the point of it all? You need credible data or credible answers and data. You need to be poised, and when he speaks, when he or she speaks, don't interrupt them because you will shut them down. So at the end of the day, at the end of your life, it is important to get things accomplished, but it's twice as important to build healthy relationships in the process. According to the Carnegie Foundation, technical skills account for 15% of success in the workplace. That's incredible to me that technical skills account for only 15% of success. And this says that the other 85% is in how well you get along with people. It's kind of jumbled up there. I'm not sure why, but 85% of success in the workplace has to do with how well you get along with others. I find that absolutely incredible. 
So I'm going to go through, and actually that's about all of the uh, the things, the slides that I have to share and go through. So just to recap, the two questions that you need to ask yourself to find out your your personality and to also discern another person's personality so you can adjust and interact with them a little better or to to strengthen that relationship. The two questions are, am I more outgoing or more re And then am I more task-oriented or more people-oriented? Based on those two answers, we'll tell you your place in the graph. And using that information that I gave you earlier, you can, you'll understand yourself and you can adapt how you interact with that other person based on what you know about them. And that's going to help you out in, in your relationships with your spouse, with your friends, with your parents, with your coworkers, um, with every single person that you come across, with your clients, with your boss. Everybody that you meet is going to benefit based on this information and you utilizing this information. So if, if you want to go a little deeper, if you want to know a little more about personalities and maybe figure out for sure what you are or, or, you know, not putting you in a box, but just to give you a construct or some parameters for how to improve your relationships, then I'm going to actually, there is a link in the description. If you are on, I think Facebook and YouTube should have the, the link where you can go get your own personality assessment. This is a DISC personality assessment. I'm very partial to it. I love it. It's a lot of good information. So uh, go check out that link. And um, I hope you are able to find some answers and improve your relationships, not only with yourself, but with every around you. That's all I've got for tonight. I hope to um, be able to line up some more interviews so that I have some great people to chat with. That's it for tonight. Do good work.